right, so here we are, part three, with the nutrition or the journey, uh, nutrition journey, journey to nutrition. I don't know. Part three to how I got to where I am today and the fluency and nutrition and all that good stuff. So we left off uh, was uh, chiropractic school, actually going into chiropractic school and um, getting through there, starting to pick up a little bit more about the. why nutrition was important, but again, still not, you know, uh, ingrained in the true nature of food. It was still before everything was really, um, you know, really, really focused on organic and all the other stuff. The internet was just coming out. And we now had access, uh, as I left, to way more information really quickly. So as I got out of school and uh, came home and then went to start to practice. About a year into it, I started my own practice and uh, you know started having uh, also a family and everything else. And I really thought I knew a lot at that time. I really thought like I was really, really into, I really, I knew some of the stuff which I, which I to this day is still ingrained and that was about dairy and, and uh, some other things. but. You know, like it was a time though when certain things were starting to come out and saying, no, this is the new healthy. And I'll give you an example, like soy. Soy started coming out as being big somewhere around like 2000, oh, 2004, five, somewhere in there. Soy was was being touted as the, you know, the, the new health food. So instead of having... Um, chips, you could have soy crisps, or you could have edamame, or, you know, all this good stuff. And at the time, again, really before I got into really what it meant for organic and everything else, I thought soy was a great alternative. It really did. I also thought whole wheat was a great alternative um, to to what was out there. And, um, you know, it was kind of like locked into that type of stuff. And I was really still trying to feel my way through it. But I get, you know, I got caught up in some of this, which, you know, sounded like it was good. I mean, soy was from a plant and, um, you know, what's not good about being from a plant. And I mean, my own kids, like they weren't getting chips. Um, they were getting, you know, soy crisps, um, you know, soy milk. It was really just the new thing that was really touted as being healthier when, you know, realistically, it really was probably just as bad, if not worse. And obviously if you've done any research on soy and know that most soy is, is not good for us. It's only the fermented soy, which is really good, organic fermented soy, which is really good, which is what they eat mostly overseas. Um, and most soy is GMO soy, which means it's been sprayed down with lots of chemicals, which you absorb. And most soy is also what they call phytoestrogenic, meaning it mimics estrogen in your bodies, which can create a whole host of other issues, especially if you already have estrogen dominance. That's where I am now. Back then, not quite. So, you know, and again, falling into, well, if you're going to, you know, not have, don't have white bread, have whole wheat, like have multigrain, like that was better. Not really. You know, it was better than, than plain white, like Wonder Bread, but not really. So, you know, I, I learned with my, you know, with my kids and, uh, you know, unfortunately, sometimes you, then you look back and be like, oh God, you know, this is what I was giving them and, you know, and, you think, well, I, I, I thought I knew better, but I didn't. So the journey continued and I continued as I continued to do more research and continue to kind of 
be able to find more stuff really quickly, I really started to realize that, you know, human nutrition was very simple. I, I was eating, we were eating very plain, which is what we usually did, didn't eat out much. Um, but I started to realize a lot of this was really simple stuff that most people just didn't pick up on. We were, we were being ingrained too much by industry to say what was right and what wasn't. I mean, think about it now, right? They've removed the food pyramid and made it, Michelle Obama made the, uh, the plate and cup. And that cup is, is dairy, is cow's milk. Like we should have cow's milk every day. I mean, that makes no nutritional sense. And where that came from, I'm sure was the lobbying from the dairy farmers. But to say that humans should have a certain amount of cow's milk every day makes no sense. You're not getting the calcium you think from it. You're not getting all the vitamins you think from it. You're just getting a lot of mess that's creating havoc on your system. Um, and that goes for other things too. I mean, you got to look at the politics behind a lot of this stuff. So as I was going further into practice and seeing mostly children, which was my big you know, thing. I always wanted to see kids and help them, especially spine wise, because they knew the connection between you know, the nervous system and the body and how it worked. But diving more deep into, the, into nutrition and everything else, I started to see that you know, it was, I, was, I was helping a lot of kids, but I, I definitely, it wasn't optimal. There was way more to it. And again, we were discussing things like nutrition and exercise and other stuff too, but I knew there was more to it. Like there were things out there which were not complete and I wasn't able to give a complete, um, I wasn't able to give a complete uh, optimization uh, program to these kids. So we started doing these things called diet diaries and I'd have these parents, I'd have them write down for a week what children, what their children ate, um, brands, <clears throat> brands if they knew the brands, how much, when they ate them, uh, and we did it for a week. And I started to notice these patterns, like a lot of patterns. And again, obvious stuff was, you know, obviously kids drinking soda, we know soda was not a good thing. If kids drinking juice, we know juice was not a good thing. Because again, it's pure sugar, right? But I started to notice patterns and the patterns were that a lot of kids with certain things were eating the same type of stuff. And the biggest things I started to notice was that it was foods that had synthetic dyes, um, foods that had a lot of sugar and a lot of dairy. Those were the three main components. I mean, you know, most kids, when you look at them, they have a carb heavy diet. That's how they were raised because as soon as you introduce anything sweet to them, it was hard to introduce anything else. So that's why you find a lot of kids are just pasta freaks and, and love bread and everything else. But as I started to notice this, I said, all right, well, obviously these things need to change. So we, I started to remove these things out of their diets. And lo and behold, removing them and 100% removing them, I started to see things and parents started to see things disappear. We started to see asthmas disappear, get better, allergies disappear. Um, ADHD symptoms disappear. Um, even kids that were um, autistic or on the spectrum started to be better, feel better, uh, act better. Um, they just started getting better. 
And I just noticed, again, these simple things which were irritants to their bodies and were causing them immense amounts of inflammation, once removed, made a huge, huge difference. And as I looked at it further and further, and I could see the same thing with adults. I mean, I didn't do, I did some with adults because obviously if they saw their kids were getting better, my thing with parents was, look, you can't just feed them one thing and eat another. Really, as a family, you should be eating the same things. And, you know, families that did that, you know, felt better as well. But it became very apparent to me that nutrition really was very simple. And it really had to do with just going with your innate gut about food. Food that was basic, it was from the earth, that had not been uh, um, changed, had not been uh, soaked in chemicals, it was obviously better for us. Um, and that went for uh, meats too. I had no problem with meat, as long as it was from animals that were not treated with anything, antibiotics or um or hormones, um, even went as far as, you know, the animals themselves, how they were raised. Um, did they live a stressful life? Um, you know, because I truly feel like that stress translates into the meat and the emotional stress translates into the meat. Besides the stress hormones and everything else that's pumped into the meat, when these animals are under stress, uh, were under, under stress or living lives of stress versus animals were actually able to live a normal life and then humanely killed. Um, and it really was very simple. And as I did this with myself and my family and more kids, I got to see a huge, huge change in them physically and emotionally. So, you know, leading me up to today where I, I now don't practice like I used to because I started this company back in 2012. And the, the company was really based on doing this work and seeing there wasn't really much in the market to tell parents to change this with. Like, instead of having this, have this. It was hard to give them stuff, so I started to basically produce stuff myself. Um, but, you know, today I, I, I'm more using my fluency as an educational tool and, and trying to show people how easily it is to change yourselves um, and how what you're eating may be a significant cause of things like pain and depression and allergies and um, disease processes. It, 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 it is very likely that these things are causing a lot of the problems. So I, I've taken now to you know things like this podcast to be able to share that information and I'm not saying to believe me. I'm not saying to take my word for it. I mean, I think you can now, obviously, you know, I'm talking about times when it was, the internet was starting, you get on the computer, Google, but now we didn't have, it wasn't cell phones. I couldn't get on a cell phone. I mean, there's so much more now. There's so many easy ways to find what's good and what's not good. Um, and I also stress too, is learning how to read a label because the labels have to tell you everything about the product and they do if you know how to look at a product and know what that label is telling you it's very simple to see whether this is something you feel like you should eat or you shouldn't eat it's just a matter of educating yourself and you know i i, I don't know that there really is anything more important 
than learning to do this. I, I don't know anything more important than knowing how to maximize your own health. I really don't. I, I can tell you, you know, people say, well, money and you know, it's, 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 it's really not. There are many, many people through history and currently now who would have given it all up, given all their financial wealth up to be cured from a disease they had, to be out of pain, to feel better mentally. There's nothing more important. And it's really, I, I, I don't know how to stress this more. It's really not that hard. It's just not. Learn the basics. Listen to those who have done it and who have done the research and can break it down to you for you in simple forms. Listen, the more you get, the more you listen, the more you take it in, the better you'll be and the easier it will be for you to do that as well. The easier it will be for you to pick out those foods, not have to study them. Just know, yes, this, know this. It's really, really that simple. And when people ask about nutrition, and I, I truly have no problem telling them, I am completely fluent in human nutrition. I, not in the sense I, I took all the classes and learned about the Krebs cycle and ATP and all that stuff and the cells and how everything gets ready. I've learned that. I wouldn't say that if you ask me the scientific aspects of it that I'm fluent in that. But I'm fluent in knowing how food affects our body. Because I've taken the time. I mean, I've created a whole company based on knowing that. Based on trying to give children better and parents better options. So think about that maybe, you know, tonight when you're sitting around and before you go into bed, think about really food and what you're eating and what you've been eating and how you feel. Um, your kids, what you've been feeding them, how they feel. And if you truly look at it and truly think, you know, and truly tell yourself the truth, truly tell yourself the truth, you may find that you'll see that, you know what, I, I really haven't been doing the right thing by myself. I've been eating out way too much. I've been eating things which are not good for me. And I know they're not good for me, but I eat them because of taste. I eat them because they make me feel temporarily better. I eat them because my kids yell and scream about it and they want it. And I don't want to fight with them. Just really sit with yourself for a few minutes and, and figure, figure out what you've been doing and how to change it. Because I tell you, there's many things that you can do to help your lives be better. Changing what you eat makes, to me, the most immediate difference in your overall physical and emotional well-being and your kids. So anyway, that's my journey. I hope you'll continue to listen and, and listen to my podcast here and listen to what I have to say and hopefully take some of it to heart and use the information to better your lives. I've created this podcast really for only that purpose is to help you make things better. Um, because that's all I want for you and your family is to live an optimal, healthy, physically, emotionally healthy life. And um, that's that's the goal. So I'm going to leave it at that. Until next time with the next phenomenal podcast, this is Dr. J with The Healthy Truth. Have a great rest of your day.